Hello and welcome to Crypto Cafe with Randy Zuckerberg. I'm Randy here on the mic. In this show, we embrace newcomers and OGs to crypto, NFTs, the metaverse, and Web3. On today's show, we are going to hear from an incredible woman. Typically in NFTs, artists will either be fine art, uh, one-of-one NFT artists where they're creating one piece at a time, tiny drops, or you'll be an artist behind one of these mega collections. It is very rare to find someone who can straddle both of those worlds and be an incredibly successful artist across multiple NFT genres. And I'm delighted today to have Leah Sams, founder and artist of Power of Women, who does exactly that. She seems to be everywhere in the NFT world. Leah, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh my gosh, Randy, what an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I am so delighted to have you. And because this show is called Crypto Cafe, we have to set the scene. If you were in an actual cafe with me right now, what would be your beverage of choice? Oh my gosh, it has to be a flat white, one of those hipster ones that you get from Brick Lane in London. Um, I'm quite a snob with my coffee, so definitely um, a nice flat white. (laughs) Yes, I remember when Starbucks introduced the flat white in America as if it was like the most exotic drink ever that Americans (laughs) had ever seen. And then like all my friends in Australia were like, oh, no, we've been drinking this for decades. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So that does. That sounds like a very sophisticated choice, Leah. I'm I'm impressed with that. Um, So take us take us through your background story. Who? Who is Leah Sams? Who were you before you found out about crypto? And who are you now? Oh, my gosh. Um, Well, um, I don't know whether you know this about me, Randy, but I used to be um, in the theater industry. Um, (gasps) What? How did I not know this? Yeah, I know. But unlike you, I was actually backstage. So um, previous to the pandemic, actually, I spent five years or must be between five to eight years working in the theater industry as a set and costume designer pretty much picking up any job that I could that paid. I mean, um, talk about a starving artist. I think that was pretty much me pre-pandemic. And then basically during the pandemic, all my work disappeared overnight, Mm. um, as with quite (laughs) a lot of um, creatives out there. Um, And so I just picked up illustrations purely to keep myself creatively fulfilled. And suddenly, all of a sudden, I had my aha moment. And I was just like, you know what? I spent my entire career facilitating someone's creative dream and finally I was able to like fulfill my own creative dream so that was sort of how I fell into illustration so I haven't actually been illustrating for that long in the great grand scheme of things um but yeah it's been a bit of a whirlwind journey really trying to find you know trying to start again or you know all of a sudden during the pandemic when you know things are not you know economically great for any for everyone um and then suddenly, all of a sudden, I found NFTs and, and crypto, and, and then my life changed again. <laughs> so it's been quite a bit of a journey, really. Yes. Um, Do you remember and, that moment? Yeah, and now, now finding myself leading Power of Women, which seems very, very bizarre. <laughs> I love it. Okay, I want to get into Power of Women in a second. But do you remember kind of that, that uh, what was your aha moment with crypto or the first NFT that you saw or bought? Or what, what was your introduction? So this is a bit of a funny story because my aha moment came about two weeks after I started into NFTs, which is really, really weird. But basically during that shift into illustration, my um, husband made a shift from the entertainment industry to become a firefighter. 
and um, he came home one day chuckling and some of his um, some of his firefighter colleagues apparently had finally seen my artworks as illustrations on, on his phone and just to paint you a picture five male burly firefighters looking at my very bold sassy female images um, <laughs> illustrations on his phone and they were like I'd buy that as an NFT um, to which point I was like well what's an NFT <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyway we were like okay well I've got like 50 illustrations hanging around from my lockdown days let's put them up um, as NFTs let's see what you know see what happens apparently all the good projects hype for a couple of weeks let's do that learn how to shill for the first time um, and basically yeah I I like honestly I remember sitting having dinner looking at the laptop with like the constant ding ding dings of the emails saying that I'd sold all my artwork and it was just like phenomenal within three hours I'd sold fifth you know sold out 50 artworks and made more money in three hours than I did in a whole year on Etsy which was I think has more to say with how much I was earning on Etsy <laughs> but um but 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 yeah I remember turning to Jack going what's an NFT again <laughs> and I think that was my aha moment because I think I you know because following that we were furiously researching going oh my gosh so this is what an NFT is oh right wow the community aspect is amazing because I think finally the people who were buying my art were going I love this you know and this is why I love it and I was just like wow this this connection to the community is really incredible. And, you know, for someone who's worked in the, you know, in live entertainment industry, I've never had this connection to the community before. Um, Absolutely. So it's been, it's been a bit of a roller coaster journey and it's been, it's been incredible. Um, and I've, you know, I can safely say I've never been creative, as creatively fulfilled as I have sort of in the NFT space. And um, I want to brag on you for a moment, Leah, because um, it, I, I don't think people listening maybe even have a sense of how uh, in demand your art is. Um, for your recent drop, I set an alarm on my phone so that I wouldn't <laughs> miss it. And, the, and, and I still didn't get one of your pieces. Like I set an alarm and the pieces sold so quickly. Um, so I, it's, I mean, and I was almost like, I felt so proud of you that it, like I, I wasn't even upset that I missed it because I was like, I was <laughs> oh, like, because so I, I was just... and I wish, <laughs> I just wish you, you, you made it through. But it, you know, I, I was so shocked. I think um, for a second there, we were looking at OpenSea, going, oh my god, the whole drops failed. It's crashed. Like the whole site. Like you know, what's happening? Nothing's being, you know, nothing's selling out. And all of a sudden, it all refreshed in about three minutes. And I was like, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> and we were just so shocked. It was. Um, it, it's always surprising. I'm always so surprised whenever, you know, and I think I, I'm always so grateful that there are people there wanting, wanting my art. It just, it, it, it fills me up, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really beautiful. Maybe, can you describe your, your art style? Because, you know, I, this is where I wish that th this was a visual medium and people could, <laughs> could see your art. But um, if you can describe your style and maybe how it's evolved over the years. Yeah, gosh. I mean, Power of Women, my style is, you know, it's bold, it's colorful. And, you know, the feeling that I want people to um, look at it is, is that they feel powerful. Um, you know, my my illustrations are all about women, about women um, from, you know, all race and ethnicities being feeling beautiful and feeling powerful. I think that's the best way that I could describe it. Um, 
yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know how else to really, to really um, go about it. I think the style in terms of how it's changed in the span of, you know, me entering the NFT space and what it is now is I think, um, I think all my artworks now have stories um, and they're really, really powerful stories. And I think, you know, talking about that last drop that sold out within three minutes, which was, um, you know, absolutely insane. You know, those are 10 artworks of mothers because it was a motherhood drop. Um, and it was inspired by the NFT community. I'd, you know, posted out a tweet going, you know, saying, you know, mums of Web3 and crypto, tell me what motherhood is all about. What do we not talk enough about? And the responses were phenomenal. You know, the, 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 the honesty um, and the openness that, you know, women were expressing everywhere. And, you know, I, the feedback that I was getting was incredible, not just from women, but from men going, you know, I can't believe that you've, you know, talked about miscarriages in your, you know, one of my stories is about a woman suffering early loss of her child. And I, you know, I, it was incredible, the responses I was getting from women and from men going, you know, for, for the first time, I feel seen, I feel like I can talk about it, I feel inspired and empowered, um, you know, and it's opened up conversations. And I think for men as well, you know, I think they look at, you know, their wives, their partners, their daughters in a new light. Um, so, you know, I'm just very honored that, you know, that, that people have this sort of emotional response to my artwork. Um, and I think that's sort of how my artwork has shifted. You know, I've gone from just, you know, what are the women I'm seeing and trying to represent that to actually engaging with the community and them telling me what womanhood is like and me painting hopefully an authentic picture of, of womanhood and all its sort of like multifaceted, you know, messiness because, you know, a woman's life is messy. Um, you know, we are mothers, we are partners, we are investors, we are bosses, we are, you know, um, we get ill, we survive, we struggle, um, we do lots of different things. Um, and I think, you know, Power of Women is just a platform for, for to, to celebrate that and say, you know, you are seen, you are heard and you are powerful. I love it so much. For anyone who's just joining us, I'm speaking with Leah Sams, founder and artist of Power of Women. You're listening to Crypto Cafe with Randy Zuckerberg. Leah, paint us a picture of what an average day is like for you, because I, I don't want people, I feel like it's easy for people to get the sense, oh, it's easy to be an NFT artist. You just put your art up there and then you hear that ding that it's sold and, and how easy. But I, I'm going to go out on a limb and imagine that it is not easy and that you're working pretty hard. So I'd love for you to kind of just paint a picture of what a typical day looks like for you. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I think, you know, um, just before I do that, I just want to say, you know, I got sold on NFTs when um, someone explained it like this. It's about cutting out the middleman. Right. So you have access to directly to the person who you are selling that artwork for. But by cutting out the middleman, what what isn't explained is that not only are you the artist, but you are your own agent, your own marketer, your own branding, you know, strategist, your own business person, you know, and you are everything all at once. <laughs> so I think there is this idea that I'm like, you know, drawing all day, listing things up and then they'll be fine. But actually, you know, I wake up, there is a list of things that, um, you know, Power of Women is um, actually me and my husband. So my husband gives me a list of things that I need to catch up on, <laughs> including replying to, to, to loads of people. There's managing discords, there's managing the, um, 
you know, uh, trying to organize Twitter spaces, doing all the marketing assets, um, you know, so all the Twitter banners, the posters, the feature images, you know, so it's not just about doing an artwork for every artwork, there's about three times more work in terms of your branding, your strategy, you know, when are you going to release it, all the timings, trying to navigate, you know, all the other projects, all the Twitter spaces you're doing. So pretty much, um, you know, morning to about mid-afternoon, <laughs> there is a lot of admin to do. And then and then I can get to the creative stuff. <laughs> yes, I know. I feel like pe- it, it seems so easy to people who are not in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think there's a misconception that I can flounce around <laughs> and just be incredibly creative. Um, but, you know, you know, I, you know, my life pre NFTs have has been quite creative. But, you know, I do love the business aspect of it, too. I mean, it's been instinctual, but, you know, it's been fun to think about, you know, and have the power to make my own decisions, um, you know, and if and if a collection sells and it, you know, is successful, that's on me. And if it doesn't do so well that's on me too but the idea that I have power of my own you know create you know creativity and what I put out into the world I think that's that's incredibly powerful um and empowering so yeah it is it is it is overwhelming but at the same time it's I I wouldn't change it What are what are some of your favorite things about the NFT space and some of the most challenging things that you've seen? Um, the most amazing things um, are the people. Um, I have made so many amazing connections with um, artists, um, with, you know, collectors um, and, you know, amazing people like you and Debbie, who, you know, who, who do remarkable things in the space and, um, you know, massive Goliaths in the space. And it's really incredible to connect with everyone. Um, and, you know, now, you know, and it just feels like we're all sort of navigating this together. Um, and I think for the first time, I think in any industry that I've sort of feel like I've been or, or, or have, have, you know, done any research on, it feels for the first time that there is a sense of camaraderie with everyone in the industry, that we're all sort of navigating this space together. We're navigating the market together. We're creating art together. Um, and I think that's really, really lovely um, and, and, and really beautiful. Things that I have struggled with a little bit, um, I must say, catching up on the technology. I mean, you know, this is a beautiful space where art intersects with technology. Um, and I must say, there's been a couple of times where, you know, I just... I do struggle. It takes me a while to actually understand, you know, what is a smart contract? What does it do? How how is a developer sort of, you know, involved in all of that? What do they do? You know, how much, you know, because I think we see PFP generative collections out there, but I think it's really difficult to see behind the scenes what what's that actually required of, of the artist, what's required of the dev, what's required of the founders of that project. Um, and, you know, I'm constantly learning. I feel like I'm never a pro. I'm always the amateur. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think that's probably the, the, the challenge. It's the constant learning and feeling like you need to catch up all the time. For sure. Are other artists, um, 
kind of in your friend circle in real life, are they just as excited about you, excited as you are, or are they skeptical? Because I know in my own life, I have some friends that are, you know, always texting me with questions and enthusiasm about the space, and then I have a bunch of friends that are like, "Well, Randy's finally got off the deep end. We saw it coming for years, and it finally <laughs> happened." Um, what 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 are other artists saying in your network? Oh, well, I mean, there's either like a glazed look where when you try and explain what the blockchain is, suddenly there's a sort of like glazed look that, you know, that sort of like crosses their face um, or, you know, um, yeah, or, or they're just not really interested. I mean, a lot of the friends that I have who are creatives are in the theatre industry and they're traditionalists. They want the live audience. They don't understand you know, when I try and tell them the connection that I get from, you know, the community that, that I've built or, you know, the people who collect my art, they don't, they were like, yeah, but how does that translate to theatre? And I'm like, but, you know, NFTs are just, are not JPEGs, they're vehicles for you to do whatever you want, you know, for you to connect with people on a, on a beautiful, like on, on a incredible level. And, you know, I just think that sometimes, People are, um, a lot of artists, I think, who who do want to just be creative and do what they want to do. I think it's really difficult to jump, you know, to, 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 to jump the barrier of blockchain and understanding crypto blockchain and, and the technology that's involved. Mm. But you almost want to, as a creative, you almost want to just jump in and not know what you're doing and figuring out, figuring it, figuring it out along the way. So, um yeah, I'm. I'm still. I'm still trying to onboard all my friends and creatives <laughs> who are not in the NFT space. But I think once they are in the NFT space, I mean, some of the greatest friends that I have, you know, in Web three are NFT artists um, because they're 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 like you know, they're my they're they're incredible people who want to try different things, want to be you know, want to be at the beginning of of Web three, want to you know do something really interesting, do something really interesting with their art and, 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 and really make an impact. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so now you have your own collection, Power of Women, where you're uh, dropping these beautiful one-of-a-kind images across different themes. You're also the artist for a huge collection, The Royals. You have upcoming collections you're working on. Um, I mean, what is it like to be working on so many things at the same time? And are there any big differences that you're seeing between being kind of a one-of-one one artist and being uh, one of these huge collection artists? Oh gosh, what a question. Yeah, it's it's a different mindset being a one-to-one artist than it is with a generative collection. I think, you know, um, I always say to one-to-one artists, if you are, um, you know, wanting to be an artist for a big collection, you need to love the project because 250 hours in and you getting two pages of notes about um, different traits, um, you got to love what you're doing. <laughs> and it's really intense because, you know, the people who are part of these projects are you know scattered across the world so you're getting notes you know you're doing zoom calls at 11 p.m you're you're getting notes at you know 5 a.m in the morning you know and you're trying to do things under a massive pressure deadline um and you know that is is a whole kettle of fish like you know, I think when artists say, well, I've had big commissions before, I'm like, well, not like this. <laughs> um, and working on the Royals has been really, really incredible. Um, you know, it's just, it's been phenomenal to sort of um, authentically depict um, Ghanaian culture and fashion. Um, 
as a generative piece. And I'm just so proud of what Dr. Hans and, you know, and the entire team behind the Royals have done. Um, you know, in terms of my one-to-one art, you know, I think it, it's a lot easier for, for artists to sort of, you know, I think there is a lot more creative freedom to doing one-to-one drops. There is a lot more work involved with, you know, with, you know, obviously if you do five illustrations, you get five illustrations, you know, five NFTs at the end, you know, a generative collection, you work for two months or three months or, you know, an intense period of time and you come out with, you know, whatever, 10,000, 20,000 artworks, you know, whatever the project might be. Um, It's a whole, you know, there is a lot more work involved in one-to-one drops, but it's spread out, I think, or it's very much determined by, you know, when do you want to drop your artwork? It's really up to the artist. But I think, you know, there is a lot more pressure with a generative collection. And if you are both the artist and the founder of that project, there is additional work because, you know, the art, you know, is only half of (laughs) the project. You've got to think of, you know, what's your utility? What's the business plan? What, you know, and that's something that I have learned so much from, you know, with Hug. So I have, there's so many, there's not enough words to express how much I'm, you know, I'm learning from Hug and, um, from from the amazing team sort of behind Hug. It's it's been incredible. I'm so delighted. And for anyone who who doesn't know what Leah and I are talking about with this, um, Leah is one of the artists in residence uh, of our Hug community. And Leah, we're just so over the moon every day to uh, to have you in the community and your art. Um, I want to just go back to the generative thing for a minute. So um, for any of our listeners who don't know what that means, um, let me see if I can sum it up for a second and then please correct me. <laughs> so so you, you'll draw something like like 200 traits. I don't know what the exact number is, but you'll draw, you know, eyes or a jacket or a background. And then the computer randomly batches them together, depending on how rare you've put, you've said different traits should be. And so when the collection mints, even you don't know how the computer is going to put your own traits together. Did I get that sort of correct or, or not really? And, and, And what is that feeling like? to not even know what your own art is going to look like? I mean, you can sort of like, yeah, you, I mean, the way that you've articulated that is beautiful and, and, and really well, <laughs> well explained. Um, yeah, you know, you're, you're looking at like, you know, how many tens of hundreds of outfit traits, eye traits, nose traits. So you have this base avatar and, you know, it is, you know, incredibly overwhelming when, you know, the, you know, someone like Dr. Hans, who is the founder of, of Royals, says, you know, I, you know, I would like, you know, 50 hairstyles or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, and you've, you know, got to come up with the, you know, ideas come up and make sure that it all fits together, all the layers work. So, for example, like, you know, hair layers are not, you know, don't clash with outfit layers so that it doesn't look like it's a mistake when um, when the computer randomly generates an artwork and the hair looks like it's going, you know, should be behind the clothes, but it's actually on top of the clothes. It doesn't quite make sense. So it's it's a lot more um, logistically um, challenging <laughs> than, than just drawing a piece of art. Um, and, you know, with the royals, the, 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 the trickier thing as well was to actually be authentic, you know, um, 
Hans, you know, Dr. Hans wanted this collection to be a true authentic representation of Ghanaian people. And so we had a Ghanaian fashion designer or, you know, um, an influencer in, in, you know, in part of the talk so that, you know, they were helping me do the research in terms of what is authentic to Ghanaian dress and culture, because, you know, part of their collection is actually traditional Ghanaian outfits called kente um, and more sort of more modern Ghanaian fashion called Ankara. So it's about sort of making sure that all of it made sense, all of made, not only like the outfits and the hair and the eyes and the nose and all the layers are there, but also is it authentically Ghanaian? Um, and does it truly, you know, represent real Ghanaian people? So it, it was, it, it's really challenging. It is very tricky to navigate. And, you know, I must say, if anyone is out there wanting to, you know, in terms of, you know, the art side of a generative collection, don't skimp on the time it takes to really get it right. Because once you do, it's just the most amazing feeling, but it is super nerve wracking. <laughs> You don't know what the algorithm is going to, you know, churn out. It's, uh, it's exciting and terrifying. Leah, as we get to the end of our time, I just have two more questions for you. The first, um, I just want to know what's in your wallet, because I've learned on this show you can learn a lot about guests by some of the other NFTs that they're collecting and the other art. So what are, what are some of the highlights in your wallet? Oh my gosh. So I've recently been gifted um, a piece by Leopard's Lunch, um, which is a fellow English um, artist called Kate Phillipson. Um, she's just one to watch out for and her artwork is so distinctive. I mean, she only uses shades of red and black and white and it's really, really incredible. Um, the other piece that I really um, want to do a shout out to is Guava Girls because mm. um, I don't know how she does um a generative collection with how sort of like abstract and arty her style is but it is really beautiful um so I have to shout out for do a shout out to Garva Girls as well um but yeah I think I think those two are my highlights absolutely those are great highlights and then finally Leah um what do you have coming down the pipe that we can all be excited about or look forward to and where can our listeners go to connect with you Gosh, yes. So um, imminently coming up <laughs> is um, my next drop for the women of the metaverse, which is um, going to be 10 pieces um, all about cultural identity and heritage, which I'm super, super excited about. Um, you could uh, check that out um, uh, through Power of Women NFT on Twitter. Um, and also in the background with Hug, I'm working towards the most, the biggest, most ambitious collection, um, which will hopefully be my own generative collection Yay. coming out later this year, which I'm so excited about. And, you know, honestly, Randy, I'm so, so grateful to you and Hug for, for, for embracing me with open arms. It's been really, really incredible and such a huge learning curve as well. We are, we're so delighted. And just one thing I think all of us, all of our listeners can take away today is just you have such a spirit of generosity, of creativity, but also of curiosity and an open mindedness to learning. And I think that's just the number one thing that any of us can hope to go through life with. So, Leah, it's really what a pleasure. Again, maybe one more time where people can reach you. 
Yeah, great. Um, yeah, so basically, if you are on Twitter, please um, check us out at uh, Power of Women NFT, which is our Twitter handle. Um, and you can also have a look at some of my work at um, powerofwomen.io, which is our website. Um, through the website and through Twitter, you can see all of my artworks on OpenSea and Foundation, which is where I'm selling all of my art and NFTs. Um, yeah, so please feel free and just welcome to, um, you know, everyone is a Power of Women family. So, you know, you everyone is welcome. I am already setting my alarm for your next drop. Leah, thank you so much for joining us today. I am cheersing flat whites to you. And uh, I look forward to meeting in person soon. Yes, me too. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure. Thank you. That was Leah Sams, founder and artist of Power of Women. What an incredible person, artist. And wow, you're going to be blown away by her collections. Uh, so I definitely encourage you to check out her art. You're listening to Crypto Cafe with Randy Zuckerberg. I hope that you learned something, got inspired, and uh, enjoyed a nice warm beverage while doing so. We'll be back with you next week where we embrace more newcomers and uh, folks deep down the rabbit hole like myself and crypto, NFTs, and Web3.